Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. Tonight, I'm joined by Mark, and Mark is a returning guest from earlier this season. He had a absolutely fantastic episode of... uh, Essentially, a table went missing for a couple of days and turned up again, which is mind-blowing. That has to be one of the biggest paranormal items that's ever been moved, in my knowledge. Uh, Mark, welcome back to the show. Hey, Kate. How are you? I'm great, mate. It's good to have you back because your episode blew my mind. And uh, basically, after we hit record last time, you said, oh, yeah, by the way, I've had some really cracking UFO encounters and, you know, some other weird stuff happened. And I was like, Mark, you held back from me, mate. So <laughs> we got you back on and uh, I'm, 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 I want to hear about it all, mate, because, you know, you, you lived in this absolutely terrifying haunted house, but you've also had some very unusual activity outside of that. So, well, yeah, well, I think that it was... It was haunted because, you know, like it was connected with the UFO thing, you know what I mean? Like, you know, with the where people, you know, talk about the UFO encounters and then the kind of high strangeness that goes with it, you know, and the, that that's the sort of thing that was happening, you know, like the, you know, the classic, like, you know, things disappearing, reappearing, you know, so I think it's kind of all connected, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's really not uncommon to hear about a almost a trickster element to, yeah, absolutely. to UFOs. Absolutely. It was totally that. It yeah. was totally that. It was, you know, yeah. When a table goes missing, you've actually you've got a massive trickster element going on because you hear about little items going missing, like remotes and, you know, uh, phones, stuff like that, but a, a yeah, whole yeah, table yeah. just up and vanishing and then reappearing like it was 
yeah, just, can just there minutes ago is mine. Yeah, it's just it was on the top of the sink in the downstairs kitchen just three days later. Like, you know, it was a bloody table for God's sakes. I mean, it wasn't a kitchen table, but it was a, it was a table, you know, like it was big enough. <laughs> like there's no way you can misplace a table and then find it on the kitchen sink. <laughs> of all places. Of all yeah. places. Yeah. So, um, mate, what happened with your, your UFO encounter? And, like, how do you think it is actually all connected? Because I'm with you. I think when you have a, a paranormal or a UFO encounter, I don't think the the difference is really that great at the end of the day. Well, I think, um, I think as I mentioned last time, like, um, that, you know, I started to, like, you know, feel, uh, that I was being watched and then this kind of the sun would go down and this feeling of dread would come over me and, you know, and I didn't, didn't know why. And then, and then, um, basically, you know, there was, it's hard to kind of put it in a sequence of days, but there was, you know, there was one day where I just, it was basically the middle of the daytime and, um, I was with my ex Caroline and, we just got kind of unnaturally tired in the middle of the day, like really tired, like, and and we kind of blacked out. We don't really have any memory after about like 11 o'clock in the daytime. And then we, we woke up and then I remember like, it was just kind of like, how, what the hell happened? And I was standing in the lounge room and I just, and where the house was, it overlooked Terranova Inlet was this beautiful body of water, Tweed. And I just looked out and just smack bang, you know, like three o'clock in the afternoon or something after just coming having this bizarre sort of crash, just was this UFO, just nuts and bolts sort of flying saucer, just flying straight over. Um, and it was, it was, I had such an impact up on me. And because of these things that have been happening before that I mentioned in the previous episode that I just kind of, I think I pretty much almost dropped to my knees, you know, like it was just like, you know, it was kind of this dawning of, oh my God, sort of, you know, this is all real, you know, like, um, and, um, and it just, just went on from there. I mean, there's so many things happened, um. One one thing that happened, for instance, is um, I can remember we'd gone down to um, it was near the Tweed Heads RSL. It was just this little body of water, and I remember in the last episode, I think I was mentioned that I'd gone and spoken to Mary Wadwell, who was like she put me under hypnosis, and she was like um, one of the world's, I think, leading UFO researchers, abduction researchers. And um, she, like, mentioned something they called that people have had these kind of encounters, you know, they have the high strangeness and they can have these things, like, where they get, like, apported, I think the word is, like, where it's basically just sort of things pop into existence, you know. And uh, so Caroline and I had gone down to this kind of sort of still body of water. It was a bay and... We were kind of sitting there and then I kind of looked down and there was this, like, I still have these stones. There was this incredibly beautiful, like, 
shiny sort of black sort of stone basically like and it was just in the you know just kind of sitting there and i just thought oh that's really nice and i kind of went to pick it up you know um and i picked it up and you know i didn't think much of it you know and i'm kind of and then as i'm kind of looking down again just this is the only way i can describe it um just suddenly there was another one there it wasn't there before it just it just kind of was like pop you know it was there and and i kind of remember like caroline was sort of sitting you know a few feet away from me and i kind of picked up the second one and i'm like this is i don't know am i imagining this kind of something really strange is going on here and i so you know now it's got my attention so i'm like looking down again there's nothing there there's absolutely nothing down on the ground in front of me and then bang again just popped into existence like this third one and that kind of just really floored me and i'm going you know am i going mad you know like and um and then i sort of you know explained it to caroline what was kind of happened and trying to you know think of an explanation and then i actually said to the (laughs) it sounds silly but i kind of just said okay if i'm if i am in if i'm having contact with some sort of aliens or otherworldly entities or whatever i am going to look down and find one now and there wasn't one there before and then i just looked down and bang there was one there like and uh it just kind of you know just blew me away and seriously they were not there and then they were there like i don't know how else to describe it it was just so strange and um uh i'd soon i then found out that that's apparently a common thing with abductees and that that they can have these stones given to them like um i can because i can remember um i found seven of them and i say found they were kind of as i said they were just not there there's when they were you know like as in um and I actually had them in my hand and, you know, I'd never seen like stones like this in a near, a, you know, in a near sand or anything. And I'm thinking was the sand, you know, like, but there's no way, you know, like had they been covered before, but it just, it just wasn't the case, you know, like, um, but, you know, you're trying to think of rational explanations. Anyway, so I put these things on. I said, oh, just, you know, I actually put on social media. Does anyone know what these things are? And then someone said, oh, they're hematite stones. And um, and then I kind of – and one of the things that happens with this kind of phenomena is that you've probably heard it before, a lot of, like, synchronicity and, um, you know, the kind of high strangeness. And, and then I, you know, I looked up what these – um hematite stones were for and it said that they're really you know use you know people use them for channeling otherworldly entities and all this kind of you know crazy stuff for me that was kind of hard to believe but that was one of these instances of just i can't i cannot explain that i still have those stones to this day they go around in my bag with me everywhere like um so that's an experience that I just, you know, I can't explain. It's not uncommon for a lot of people who do kind of the, the CE5 contact to 
use stones and gems and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you read that. Yeah, I know. I just, I, I, I don't, you know, it was just highly strange, you know. Um, but uh, there was also, um, when this was all going on, like, I, I, I was getting, the only way I was wait this, this went on for about six months, I'd say, you know, and I was not getting much sleep because at night I was kind of terrified and, and I was trying to get over the fear and, um, uh, the only way I can describe it, it it's just so strange, like that I was getting and it felt like I was getting information downloaded into my head and, um, this, it was, it, there was so much, it's the only way I can describe it. Like I kind of was, it's like my DNA was being upgraded or something. And I'll give an example of that is I'm a musician. I've never been able to play drums. And when all this was going on, I just walked downstairs one day and I couldn't play the drums the day before. And then I could just play them the next day, like really well, like, which I could never understand because I couldn't play them at all. Like, and it, it felt like um, it's it's. I've since read about it. It felt like you you know, I don't know, like your DNA was being messed with or something. Like, like you could actually um, feel a change happening within your yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. It was really, it was really strange. And the information that I was getting, um, I could understand at the time. And I remember I was trying to tell back to Caroline and that and. And I couldn't actually physically say it. Like, it was like I wasn't allowed to tell anyone else. Like, and it was, there was so much information that some days I actually felt sick. It was making me dizzy and I have to sit down. Um, and I have actually read since about people that claim this kind of information download sort of thing. Um, and you know there was just there was so much going on like um just with that information being downloaded i do i do have a couple of questions and i and i hate to jump in but um what was it like how did it feel having this information downloaded like was it a voice in your head was it could you feel like a buzzing how how did you know it was being downloaded um because I sort I knew things, right? Like I suddenly, and it, it sounds crazy. I mean, one of the only memories I kind of have is I was getting this repeating thing that everything, it's all, it's all, it's all goes in it. It's all cyclical. And, you know, and I was getting this information, but uh, it's, it's funny, like you, then you'd, you're trying to tell people back about it and then you couldn't remember, like it's, or you couldn't actually physically say it to people, like because I remember one day trying to tell Caroline, and I'm kind of going, and it just wouldn't come out of my mouth, even though I I had all this information in front of me. Like, it's just it's really, str- it's just it's very hard to explain. Um, Was it that you you knew the information in your head, but you couldn't find a way to articulate it? It was, yeah, it was coming from an external source. It wasn't like, you know, it was stuff that I didn't know before. Like, and that's the, as I said, that's the only way I think I can explain it. It was like, it was being downloaded into me from an external source, like that, um, 
it wasn't me that was coming up with this, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, um, I, I totally get it. I'm just trying to get my head around how the, the information sits in, in your mind because it and it might help kind of understand why you may not have been able to to talk about it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna really simplify it for myself because I'm I'm a I'm a pretty simple guy there, Mark. <laughs> Um, but like hypothetically, like they were, whatever this, this was, was downloading this information to you. It was Mm. telling you that, um, the, the sky is blue, but if you didn't know the sky was blue, it was telling you that, but you couldn't reproduce that type of information again. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular yeah, feed without any it was, ads. You know, I mean, Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up like, today for just $5 a month. Um, but I couldn't impart the knowledge to anyone else. And now it's, I don't know, it sounds quite, I don't know, like, hard to grasp or whatever but it's the only way i can describe it like um was it given to you in english um more like binary sort of like like yeah it was more like if you i don't know if you know about binary yeah like absolutely ones and twos and yeah like ones and zeros sorry like uh, if you so threw a two like into that. binary code mate you'd explode the <laughs> matrix <laughs> <laughs> So it was more like that. It was just, you know, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I was also getting, you know, uh, one thing that happened is that uh, one night we went down to have dinner at Montezuma's, you know, like the Mexican restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was getting this, uh, as I said, I I can't exactly describe it as a voice. It was more an impression like that, you know, um, that, that, these entities or these whoever they were they wanted me to go up into the into the hinterland like in the gold coast and they were saying to me it's okay we won't hurt you we just want you to come you know we're going to be waiting for you you know you'll know where to find us this kind of thing like and and you know i was saying back going there's no way i'm going by myself i'm too scared um, and this one night, it got the, with this where we went to Montezuma's or whatever. It had been going on for like hours, just this, this, please come, please come, sort of thing. Like, um, it, and it got more insistent. Um, and the, this was really high strangeness. Like, I I was trying to ignore it, and. Um, I was telling telling Caroline at times, like, but I was trying to ignore it. And then I realised that I'd left my wallet out in the car. So I I walked out to the car to get my wallet and it was really like the 
was like almost as though someone was banging me on the head, just going, come now, come now, come now, come now. And um, I was still like refusing. And then when I got the wallet out of the car, I went to walk back to Montezuma's and it was like, it was like, you know, in a dream where as I walked back, it's like, I, I'm, the only way I can describe it, like it was a, a time and space sort of thing, like it, as I walked, the Montezuma's got further away, like, even though I was walking towards it, like, and at the same time, because I realised that they were trying to almost bend space or something around me to say, get in the car, come into the hinterland now. Like, I know it sounds crazy, but it's the only way I can describe it. But it was very surreal, like, and no, I wasn't on any drugs or anything. <laughs> <laughs> did, you know, did you feel crazy with all of this going absolutely, on? Absolutely, absolutely. I thought I was having some sort of breakdown. Um, yeah, I mean, I even got my mother and my sister down, and you know, and you know, my girlfriend Caroline. And at the time, she, you know, she was, you know, much more accepting of it than. I was, you know, and she's going, well, no, Mark, you're not going crazy because I've seen it as well, you know. Um, so, yeah, there was – but, yeah, I, I definitely did feel like – because it was just almost too much at times, like, um, yeah, um, yeah, it was almost too much like that your brain could take or something, you know. It, absolutely, and that's – was exactly going to be one of my questions is like you would have surely felt like this was just complete sensory overload yeah well that's a that's a great yeah that's a great way to describe it. it it was you know like um and as i said plus all this paranormal stuff you know like was going on around me as well and um so the craziest thing that I remember happening, or one of the millions of crazy things at the time, um, is I can remember, and it's once again, it's very sort of dreamlike, but you know, like is um, standing. Uh, I, I went to bed, and then then I suddenly found myself standing. So where the house was kind of was on the side of the hill overlooking the water and you you had to cl go up, you know, quite a few steps, like about 30 steps to get to the house. And about halfway up, there was kind of another terraced sort of landing that had a barbecue and that on it. And I just, this one night, found myself standing there on this halfway up the steps at this terrace bit with this barbecue that was there. And... This is this is what I saw. I saw a classic. Like I saw this. Well, the only way I can describe it is it like a a wormhole was just sitting there in front of the barbecue, like the classic, like straight out of something like a Stargate or something. You know, I couldn't couldn't really. I knew there was like yeah, it was kind of hard to distinguish. And then there was this figure in front of it looking at me and. And uh, and then they just walked into it and just disappeared. Like, um, sorry, so what, that was what walked into it. Just this human figure, just this figure, this silhouette. I I couldn't see their face or anything, but they were standing there, and I could see they were looking at me, 
and you know they they just kind of just yeah just walked into this i suppose wormhole or something like this like that's the only way i can describe what it was like um and it that like um it was it felt so real and as i said kind of it was kind of dreamlike as well but it felt so real that in broad daylight, I just I was too scared at night, like to sometimes to even go, you know, like out onto the balcony because I felt like there were these, you know, they were could get me at any time. These these um, visitors or whatever you call them, um, uh, and you know, I went down the next day in the daytime, and I'm like looking, you know, just you know, to see if there was some trap door or something, some figure had walked through like because it wasn't but um yeah that was that was pretty crazy um and was this uh, all at the same place that was haunted yeah this yes yes oh, wow. all at this same place like um so you you go outside to like essentially get a break from the the weirdness that's going on inside and you pop your head outside and there's this essentially a stargate portal there of some faceless entity going into it. Yeah, just some, as I said, though, it was it was very dreamlike. So, you know, that you kind of think, was I dreaming or something? Like, um, but it felt real. Like, um, uh, yeah, it was just, just you know, really, was, I don't know, I keep going on, but very strange. Like, um, and I can remember that same night, um, I was on the balcony and I knew there was like one of the little greys. They were standing in the bushes underneath me. Um, and I, Caroline actually had an iPad and she was like trying to, rec- she was recording it. And I could see this little grey standing under, like, uh, I was looking over the balcony and it was standing in the bushes, but it wouldn't come out because um, I think, you know, that when, when, when humans are fully kind of conscious with these things, we're a lot kind of stronger than them. So they, they're pretty, you know, that's why they kind of do what they do, you know, to us when we're more susceptible, you know, because, you know, we're, we're physically stronger than them unless they can mess with our minds or something, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, no, it definitely does. So we, we spoke a little bit earlier about, you know, you feeling like you, you'd be going a little bit crazy considering everything that's kind of going on. When you saw what you say was almost like a nuts and bolts UFO there, was that a an absolute nail in the coffin of everything that I'm experiencing is just so genuine. Oh yeah, that was middle of the daytime. Just flew straight over the top of the house. Um I mean that was and it and it was just it I you know, like I remember like I basically kind of it was it hit me like at the same time like that it was like 
because you know as i said a lot of this the abduction phenomenon and people that have had this happen to them will understand it that it happens in the dead of night a lot of times at three in the morning when you're asleep and it's you know like i think there's a reason for that other people i know that have had you know conscious sort of uh recall but um of of abductions and stuff but yeah this was just the daytime three o'clock in the afternoon or something you know after having a really bizarre like being wide awake and then both of carol and myself just it was like we were drugged or something we just couldn't stay awake at like 11 or 10 in the morning and just and then just kind of waking up and seeing this sort of yeah it was nuts and bolts flying saucer like it was so ridiculously nuts and bolts if that makes sense <laughs> you know it was like just the classic one you see in you know you know all the accounts and that do you think you were supposed to see it then, or do you think you and your partner woke up too early? Um, I'm not sure. I think, no, maybe we were supposed to, but, yeah, certainly I think something happened before that, you know, like that we weren't supposed to remember, um, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe we did wake up too early or maybe it was just like, yeah, look, you know, because I was – I was a bit, I was a mess, you know, like, as we talked about, I was like, you know, am I going crazy or whatever? And and so maybe it was just like a little, like, no, you're not, you know, it's, you know, it's all, it's all cool, you know. And as I said, with that woman that in the last uh, episode that was at the bar and that, that told me that I was in contact with aliens and that, she was saying to me, oh, it's okay, they won't hurt you and, you know, so um, maybe it was just, you know, try to help me or something, but to understand that it was real, maybe. What was your partner's reaction to to those events that happened? Because this was this sounds like it may have been one of the first times that she had been included in that that whole side of the abduction. She was very matter of fact about it, like, um, and. I was saying to her, I think, you know, that it's not just me. I think you're included in this. And she's going, no, no, it's you, Mark. They want you. Like, um, I'm just a bystander sort of thing. Like, um, But, yeah, she was very accepting and, and matter-of-fact about the whole thing. And she said, well, you know, it's happening whether you like it or not. And, um but yeah, I had my, you know, at the time and I got my sister and my mother to come and stay just to show them as well that I wasn't going crazy, you know. And I knew my sister was going to have trouble with it because I, you know, I know that she'd had an encounter um, uh, about uh, 10 years before um off a off near the St George's Basin in New South Wales, like um, that terrified her, and I knew that that the way she would react would be in kind of anger and and um, because I just knew that she was kind of in denial and it kind of scared her, and um, so I wanted her to to see it, if that makes sense, to to accept it. And, um, because I could quickly tell you what happened to my sister. Um, 
she was with her husband in the St. George's Basin, which is kind of on the way to Coombe. They were going to Coomer in New South Wales, and it was a classic thing where they were followed by a light uh, that was off, off, you know, in this cow paddock, and they wound the window down, and there was no, no sound. And then they noticed there was a car that was behind them as well, and then suddenly they were getting chased down the road by this blinding sort of light and and it was the you know the classic thing you hear about where there was you know the oz factor they talk about where there was kind of no sound and um they went screaming into a service station um you know like freaking out um saying they got chased down the road by this by this light and um the car that was behind them just had disappeared and um and then that the that car ended up coming into the service station about 10 minutes later or something and these guys were crying and they said the car got pulled off the road by this craft and um and i you know my, i knew that that had happened to my sister and something you know there was missing time with my sister as well but i've never been able to get to the bottom of it because she wouldn't talk about it really you know if that makes sense that's a that's a really scary thing yeah. to happen. yeah 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 you know it, yeah yeah that would be terrifying is that why you think she wouldn't be able to accept what's happening with you yeah, well, that's that's what I I figured. I I wanted her to to see it, like, so she could kind of accept it. But um, I knew that she'd probably react the way she did. It's funny she doesn't now. She accepts it. Like, it, it took a while. Like, um, but um, yeah, but totally, Kate. It's amazing how some people react to these situations and how they hold on to that moment just for for essentially their their whole life. And I'm always so curious about what kind of breaks that paradigm for them to to open up and talk about it. Yeah, well, I mean it's just it, it's just so out of out of the our normal everyday human existence it's just that um you know i can under, you can understand it like why it's hard to accept because everything about it breaks the laws of physics and that we know of in this 3d dimension or you know um of ours you know? so um yeah, and it's the prejudices that we we that we grow up with as well. I think that that you know um, that kind of you know some people are more accepting of it than others. Do you find that you still have encounters with abductions today? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. I, um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, um, I mean, only like a couple of weeks ago, I um, had um, 
I just, you know, once again, you know, it's like, is it a dream? You know, it's very dreamlike. You know, I just woke up um, in the middle of the night and um, I remember there was two classic sort of grey aliens in the house with me um, uh, at my friend's house who'd gone away. He'd gone away for the night and... um, and um, it coincided with um, the power in the house kind of went off, um, but it didn't. The power didn't go off anywhere else. So I thought, I thought that was strange. But yeah, I, I, you know, once again, you know, it's some of it. I think it's deliberately. There's things that that um, I'm not supposed to remember because. Um, I think the, for me, the the fear is still uh, just can hold you back. I think if you can get over the fear, it could be um, pretty damn good. It's a difficult thing to to not be scared of because I think I could deal with a paranormal encounter. I think I could deal with a yaoi encounter, but the the idea that an alien is standing across from me is I think that's so world-breaking that that would probably be the most terrifying thing because it's just the complete unknown right there. Yeah, well, um, yeah, and and their, their, their brains are so much like, they just, it works on a different planet, like they're just so much more intelligent than us that, it's actually really confronting for a human to be around it because they, they, it's like they can look right through you. They know everything about you. You're like a rat in a cage. That's, that's the feeling that can, that, you know, you, you have, you know. I, w- I would imagine it's almost like your, your complete soul is bad and there's nothing you can hide, even if you tried. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's 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 what it feels like. It's very uh, confronting. So, why do you Maybe think con- they're contacting yeah. you? I have no idea. I have no idea. Probably, maybe you know, they always have. Um, like you know, I but no, I have no idea. I'd like to know. Um, but I think. Um, as I said, I think there's a lot that I don't. I mean, I want to go back and see Mary Rodwell. I'd like to one day, just to remember more consciously, if you know. Um, but no, just to be to be honest, I, I have no idea. Do you get frightened from them still? Oh yeah, yeah, terrified, terrified. Like, um, and that's what I want to get over. But yeah, totally. Well, what would it take personally for you to to not be terrified in these moments, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I think um, uh, it'd be good if, if you know, it, it's because a lot of this, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, you, you, I'm sure you've had a lot of people on your podcast the same, where you know. 
it'd be good if they could just knock on the front door. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, that I do hear that a lot. It's um, yeah. I think I think a lot of people have the uh, the issue with how they're taken without their will, and I and I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. It's you know this this kind of um, I know I know you know that there's other people that have this kind of total recall and it can happen in the middle of the day and stuff like that. But most of my stuff is I'm just not supposed to remember um, or not allowed to remember. And I think a lot of that mainly is because of the fear that I'm just literally, um, because I can, one, one thing that I can remember, there was this one night at the house and I just woke up and, not knowing how I'd got down there, and I was laying on the downstairs floor of the. Um, so it was two stories to the house, and there was a like a lounge room and a kitchen downstairs as well. And it was like you know, three in the morning or something, and just suddenly found myself laying downstairs on the concrete floor. Just and when I woke up, the just the terror that was that was. Um, I felt as I became conscious was just hard to describe, but it was just absolute mind-numbing fear where you literally hit just hysterical from, you know, like, I mean, I used to be, I used, I used to be in the corner of the room in a fetal position just, you know, some nights just from the fear. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I'd like to get over that because I think it could be pretty cool if you could. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's you. You are potentially one of the the few individuals who are on the cusp of knowing so much more than than everyone else. And I think a lot of people will probably be envious of you. Um, I'm personally not. It sounds all way too terrifying for. For my liking, but I think some people out there are probably in the same boat as you. I, I would know some people are definitely in the same boat as you. And yeah, you know, it it's. I want to thank you so much for coming forward and sharing the this other half of your your story because I think it is important that people know that they're not alone out there when it comes to this type of thing, and that there are other people going through very similar, if not the same type of difficult circumstances yeah well i think you know as i mean we only have to look around us now that i mean it is beginning coming more and more mainstream which still blows me away really i mean the the abduction phenomenon is still kind of we haven't quite got there but i mean you only have to look at you know the new york times and, you know they're actually kind of started to talk about it i never thought i'd see that day Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you. 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 